The Nebraska Huskers can win the Big Ten West. You are Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Derek Pearson from 97 Ticket in Lincoln, Nebraska, and uh, welcome to Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast uh, for the Huskers and part of the Locked On Sports Network. Thank you for making Locked On Huskers your first listen and watch each day. Appreciate you guys hanging out. Go Big Red. Um, Brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online uh, has you covered this season with the most props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Nebraska heads into this road trip two and three with an opportunity to change its fortune. And offensive coordinator Mark Whipple spent today's press conference talking about Nebraska can win the Big Ten West and they need to start acting as though they can win the Big Ten West. That's pretty good news and a strong power statement. He said he wasn't satisfied with the way uh, the offense played even though they managed to find a way to, to, to finish with a 35-21 uh, win over Indiana. He was not satisfied. Wasn't satisfied in the reads, wasn't satisfied in the energy, wasn't satisfied in the way they finished the second half. Uh, missed opportunities, some wide-open uh, opportunities with Casey Thompson and Trey Palmer. Uh, he spoke specifically about those. You can't uh, miss those opportunities in the Big Ten Conference. But a big part of that is now a statement that the expectations are changed because they now know what they are capable of. A big part of Saturday's performance was changing the level of expectation and understanding the knowledge that this team can win the Big Ten West. They're in a logjam. Everybody's one and one except for Wisconsin. And now Mark Whipple wants this offense to change gears, speed it up a little bit, be more effective in, in what they do. But they've got lots to work from. Running back Anthony Grant ranks number six in the country in rushing yards per game, third in the Big Ten. Uh, and that statement in itself for the last year's junior college player of the year yeah, expectations, renewed expectations and higher expectations for what's there. We did get to see Jacques Yant. We did get to see Gabe Irvin. We got to see uh, Brody Belt. We got to see Omar Manny. The expectation is changing, and the coaching staff is barking it on a loud and consistent basis. Mark Whipple is known in the Big Ten Conference. Defensive coordinators know him. They know his lower-level work. They know his NFL work. They know his Coach of the Year uh, award-winning uh, resume. They know uh, his ability to produce quarterbacks at a high efficiency and a high, uh, a high production level. There is zero expectation be below where they currently are. They understand that Whipple can run the ball. Whipple can throw the ball around. Whipple can do both. The question becomes, on a Friday at Piscataway, New Jersey, on a Friday night where the weather should be great for football, there may be a cold front coming in. First time for players to have to deal with that in the course of the season. What happens on a Friday night in Piscataway, New Jersey matters. It matters. 
How about that, Husker fans, that you got the opportunity to be in a meaningful game <laughs> on Friday night in national TV. You're going to be where everybody's eyes land. And the curiosity from around the rest of the Big Ten Conference is what's happening in Lincoln. What's going on with interim head coach Mickey Joseph? What's going on with Mark Whipple? What's going on with Bill Bush? What's going on with the special teams? What's going on with this special group of players? Casey Thompson has put up wonderful numbers. Trey Palmer's numbers are similar to that. He's 10th in the nation, third in the Big Ten with 36 catches, 480 yards, two touchdowns. Game-breaker, explosive, field-changing talent at the receiver position. They're getting work from the depth. And not to speak small of the large, but Travis Vokalik is back. Chancellor Brewington has changed his elevation in the program. You have two functioning, threatening tight ends. Vocalek's ability to get behind linebackers and settle uh, firmly in front of safeties is a problem for Big Ten defenses, especially those that like to attack. And I, I will tell you that this Husker offense is facing a talented, physical, um, attacking defense in Rutgers, this is a top 20 defense in the country. Even after the beatdown that they took against Ohio State, that's Ohio State. Everybody else struggled. And even with the, the massive numbers that were put up by Ohio State, Rutgers still ranks in the top 20 defensively. Tackles for loss. They attack the ball. They attack in space. They do a real good job. They've got uh, one stud defensive back. And then some guys that, if you're in Nebraska, you kind of rub your hands together because you get an opportunity to attack these folks. They have tackling issues. They gave up five rushing touchdowns on Saturday against Ohio State, and that and this and they were all bruising <laughs> missile type runs. Um, it was interesting to watch this defense that, for the size that they they, they possess and the speed that they possess, they had a problem fitting. Their run fits were not good on Saturday, and I would imagine that this week a lot of the attention will be paid to being in the right place at the right time and then being able to make plays. Ohio State attacked the seams in the passing game. That's what happens when linebackers have to step up and try to try to try to bang out with a with a running back that's got it going. But if you're Nebraska, you look firmly again at the place that question marks rest the offensive line who will play for the Huskers up front we don't know we haven't heard back from the Big Ten conference about you know what went on with with Corcoran we don't know um, what happens on the right side with Ben Hart and Hunter Anthony and we don't know what happens with Brant Banks um, we were pretty set with Hickson and Piper and then we'll see what else happens Pay attention to the number of tight ends on the field Friday night. I would expect that there will be some three tight end sets and even some jumbos with uh, six offensive linemen out there, especially in short yardage. The decision of Mark from Mark, Mark Whipple to just line up and be big and be strong. It was it was important to see fifty two rushes Saturday night by the Huskers. Pay attention to that number this this Friday night. It's going to be uh, important. 
Uh, better line uh, with the most props, odds, lines, and odds. Has Nebraska as a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road on Friday night. And it's a blackout night in, in, in Piscataway. The Scarlet Knights will don the field in all black. <laughs> what are the odds on that? Um, it'll be an interesting uh, night for sure. I'm not telling anybody how to bet. I'm just telling you to go look. <laughs> on the other side of the ball for the Huskers, look, Bill Bush got to speak today with his chest out, uh, a smile on his face. He was emotionally affected by Saturday's finish. There is a video here in Lincoln that was passed around of Bill Bush and his family being met on the field post-game, and he was asked about it at today's press conference, and his reaction was one of deep emotion. He had to pause and regain his composure. A powerful thing happened Saturday night at Memorial Stadium, and especially for Bill Bush and family, because being put in that position for the first game with a defense that struggled, he changed the conversation about this Nebraska defense. Look, it was not a pretty couple of weeks. But what happened first quarter? They handled their business. They got in their zones. They made tackles in, in open space. The rotation of players and personnel, uh, hadn't we hadn't seen that all year long. Depth at every position being put in and put out, even the leadership at linebacker. Einrich and, 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 and Reimer both uh, took plays off where they were replaced by younger players who were put in to do specifically what those young players could do in those situations. And aside from the late second quarter, uh, two-drive segment of the ball game, the Nebraska defense was dominant. And that's not a word that we used about this Nebraska defense. But the rotation of players, a different, different level of player, again, new players in the secondary, uh, different responsibilities for the people in the secondary. And then getting some pressure from your leadership, getting high-level play from your leadership. Captains Garrett Nelson and Luke Reimer showed up. Reimer's interception uh, was as big a play as we can, we can speak about, turning what could have been a, a conversion play into a turnover and first down. Exceptional play. And then Garrett Nelson. Uh, with two sacks and four, uh, four pressures. That's what they've been asking for from these these players. It showed up. A couple of things about this, this Rutgers offense. And Nebraska fans want to lean heavily on Noah Vedral because he's a former Husker. But Noah Vedral hasn't been healthy. He has not been 100%. He's still not 100%. So... They made decisions, and they went with uh, Evan Simon, who is just as athletic, not as experienced, maybe a little tougher, uh, willing to take contact. They've got a couple of uh, running quarterbacks that they will use. Uh, but Simon is their third quarterback. You will see quarterbacks three and four. You may see Noah Vedral for some larger portion of the game if he's healed and gets better clearance. 
but that's not a thing that's coming out of Piscataway quite yet. Good running offense, not a great running offense. They have receivers, two receivers in, in play that uh, you have a 20-catch receiver and a 16-catch receiver. Uh, the tight end is probably the second biggest threat offensively in the pass game. They use the screen. Uh, they want to be physical up front. Uh, the six linemen, they get the bulk of the work. Oh, my goodness gracious. These, these are some angry, bull-snort offensive line. They like getting physical. They like getting hands-on. And it will be quite the battle up front. Once again, offensively and defensively, this game will be decided up front. And Nebraska's defensive line knows the responsibility. The linebackers have to know that these, these, these Rutgers offensive linemen want to get to the second level and get bodies on. You don't want turnovers to play a part of the game, but on a Friday night in a blackout where emotions run high, turnovers play a part in the game. The Rutgers offense isn't trying to put the ball on the field, on, on the turf. They are trying to be conservative and make smart plays with the ball. But they will play some 11-on-11 11 11 football. It's not that 10-on-11 with a quarterback that's fragile, kind of a glass doll. Nope. They put their quarterbacks in play, and they make their, they're going to make Nebraska defend 11-on-11, 11 11, and it'll be physical. Quarterback will run the ball quite a few times on Friday night. So discipline is a thing that will play into this thing. We will have to pay attention to linebackers being in play. We'll have to pay attention to safeties, um, fill in the box and, 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 and closing gaps. But up the middle is where my concerns are. What kind of play are the, the interior linemen for Nebraska on defense? What kind of night are they going to have? When this is just a, a, a brawl in a, in, a, in a telephone booth, this is where, where my coach used to say, this is just us getting in the, getting in the utility closet and we'll work it out. <laughs> there won't be a lot of, of, of finesse when it comes to Rutgers offense. But they're veteran, they're established, uh, and they're physical. Which is where you know Nebraska fans say they want to live, but we're going to find that out on Friday night. A couple of things in play as well. Um, the Rutgers special teams is pretty good, and when you can look at a team's special teams and look at at, at its specialists and and identify them, Aaron Crookshank, uh, the last time he saw Nebraska, he took a kickoff ninety eight yards for a touchdown. So, you know, he's drooled a little bit. He's also their leading receiver. Um, he likes the matchup. Nobody that will be on the field Friday night covered him the last time they played. It's a thing. They understand it. Right? Their punter, uh, top top five in the country in net yardage at just over 42-plus. Uh, they make a point to, to, to shut down punt returns. And Nebraska had a good week. But this may be one where you circle the place kicker for Nebraska and, and, and say that we may need uh, some special performance there. That's a good Rutgers special teams group. They spent a lot of time with it. Coach was talking early this morning about the, the emphasis that now Trey Palmer has changed the way Nebraska approaches uh, punt returns and, and, and kick returns. So 
they put more emphasis on it. And it's not just, hey, kick it out of bounds and expect Nebraska to, you know, fair catch it and take a knee. Trey Palmer actually put his hand down, made a catch, and tried to get some positive yards this week. Look, these are two teams that match up. Nebraska's numbers are better offensively across the board. Uh, Rutgers' numbers are better defensively across the board. If you took away Ohio State, the Ohio State game, uh, Rutgers' numbers would be top 10. That's good, how good they are. Nebraska and Rutgers will be meeting for the sixth time overall, the fifth time in Big Ten, uh, the fifth time as Big Ten, Big Ten Conference opponents. Of course, the Huskers have won all five, including victories uh, 2015 and 2020. Most recent meeting was a Friday night brawl in 2020. Rutgers had Nebraska on the ropes. Couldn't finish. Adrian Martinez and that Husker team pulled out a win. Scarlet Knights plan on coming and running the ball. That's a key. And as we go through the things that will be important in this space, let's start at the top. Nebraska is going to have to run the ball against a stout Rutgers run defense. They're just going to have to find a way. They're going to have to settle firmly in. Look, we've got to be productive on the ground. We don't know the condition, the physical condition of, of Casey Thompson. We don't know that we want him out there taking hits. So the bulk of this could 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 land firmly on Anthony Grant. We'll see Gabe Urban a few times. And then we will require this offensive line to be successful. A thing to circle. Penalties. Nebraska got flagged 12 times for over 100 yards on Saturday night, and the numbers are close to that on Friday night. On the road, it's going to be a problem. Being physical does not be, mean being over-aggressive. They've got to be smart about how they use their aggression. They've got to be smart about how they use their presence. But this is a game of, of big guys. Friday night is a game of big guys. Whatever group handles it best will do well. How do, will the Huskers handle being on the road on a Friday night in a short week? How will either team show up physically on Friday night on a short week where both teams play physical games Saturday night? The injuries have one less day to heal. Casey Thompson has a less day to heal. Uh, Trey Palmer has, a, has, has one less day to heal. There are a lot of beat-up Huskers in there, a lot of beat-up Scarlet Knights. They have six potential starters who have an injury of some sort and may be a day-to-day -day or even a game-time decision. These two teams are, look, it's a big day, but they're beat up going into this thing. Who shows up matters. And then the coaches, who are familiar. Yeah, there's some advantage to Nebraska only having one game with this coaching group, but the individual coaches know each other. They're all veteran. They all have some knowledge and some tape on the other. Penalties, turnovers, and then, quite frankly, being able to finish drives rather than accept field goals. Nebraska needs to get into the end zone on Friday night early and often. But 
As Mark Whipple said, <laughs> Nebraska can win the Big Ten West. We'll find out Friday night whether they can win the Big Ten West or not. Those three words in closing. Go Big Red. <laughs>